0: I'm Ken Kinnett from Connecticut. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Welcome to the OK Beast Podcast, episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing at Joining me this week is Ian Prischel. What's up, Ian?
1: Mm, salad.
0: Did you just have a boxing match with your microphone? No, maybe. I was like, I don't know what I heard. I, I said, what's up, Ian, and all I heard was... I was like, oh, is he like... Over here, beating. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna oh, use the word okay. on podcast because yep, yep. somebody's gonna mishear that. Nope. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We are on episode time. 27. I feel like it's gonna be a really fun time. I'm really hyped because last week, like after the podcast posted, we got a really good response from people. Except, like, well, really good is a weird, is a weird, is a weird way of putting that because we did get one response of somebody being like, "Yo, Ian, what the, what
1: are you, what are you doing with the yeah. of Hearts?" War? Um, <laughs> like eight people shout out like, to Christian. Uh, like eight people are uh, Ian eat a dick, and I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> no, okay. In my defense, those games are, they don't ha- they don't have a story. Ga- if Kingdom Hearts one has a story, and then by the, t- the time the second game came out, and there have been like ten games in between the first and second game that like completely make the story like incomprehensible. So, to anyone that's kept up with that story, mazel tov. The fact that Christian was able to while making breakfast be like, "Uh, actually." It was this, not this. You know, congratulations, bravo <laughs> to that. I was but, I was
0: like, really happy when I saw that video because I, I saw the video. I was like, oh, somebody listens to our podcast. That's awesome. Now listen and he's like, oh, Ian, 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 what are you doing, man? You yeah. messed up the the Lord the game And I was like, oh, he still listens to the podcast. That's awesome. I, I love
1: You're it. Like, wow. But no,
0: Christian's cool though. I met him at Kind of Funny Live. Yeah, and he's like I love a Christian. cool, he's like a cool, talented guy. Yeah. yeah. Christian and I talked. Like,
1: videos a while. Yeah, we we or I've seen his videos. Yeah, especially after seeing. <laughs> Uh, or playing uh, the world ends with you i watched his world ends with you hmm. video it's really good but like the fact that he was like and the thing is he's like a really nice guy so he did it in a nice way so he was like he's hmm. like come on man what are you doing and then like five people underneath were like uh Ian, you suck and i was like thanks christian <laughs> thanks for opening up this this forum to discuss my lack of knowledge oh yeah it
0: was hilarious because like christian made the video basically like calling you out on kingdom hearts thing and then it got like 10 likes and i was like 10 people know wh- what our podcast is thank you christian i was like i was like i was even like salty at all just like the the more the more interaction it got the more hyped i got that like people
1: uh, no, you see, know this no, podcast it, exists people don't give a shit about the podcast they just see they're like oh shit we can we can say ian's an idiot all right let's jump on this <laughs> but it was like, but i mean even with that like they um
0: I tweeted, like, oh, dude, it's it's awesome to see that, like, 26 episodes in, there are people that, like, listen to, that, that, um, I was gonna say that we build a following, but I didn't want to sound prideful or anything like that, but that, like, people, there are people out there that listen to this podcast. Like, at mm. least, like, I can probably think of, like, 10 different people that listen to this podcast regularly, and that, like, blow, blows my mind, because I would not listen to me, but apparently some fools out there would, and I appreciate that. I really appreciate y'all, and so, um, beast mode that's all i'll say it's beast mode and, um, and
1: in celebration of that i got a webcam so now you can see my oh, yeah! Reactions. also you got a webcam
0: i can see you the f- audience can't see you but maybe like eventually we'll do like a, a youtube thing where we put our podcast on youtube no promises
1: don't sue us oh by the by the but way yeah th- real quick we're gonna do since mm-hmm. this is an audio podcast uh i want to show blessing my apartment since i've never actually given him the chance to this oh, so blessing, I, you, I forgot about that i want to dis- you to describe the my apartment to the people as best you I'm can.
0: looking at Japan right now. That's crazy. Awesome. So oh, literally,
1: literally, that's my door right here. That's my entire kitchen that area. A... Huh. Like look. Like this it's a hallway that's like four feet. Over here is all my anime shit. Up here. I have an entire anyone who says I don't like anime or don't know shit about anime.
0: Oh yeah, really? Ian has like a wall full of toys. Fuck, Fuck, that's dude. a lot of toys, dude. And then, over,
1: and then over there there's my Persona Five poster. And then, like, all my other posters, my art posters. and then, Hold man. up, is your apartment one room? Yeah, it's a singular room.
0: Dude, that's awesome.
1: And that's my girlfriend.
0: Oh, she is she, is she usually in the room with you when you do podcasts?
1: Yep, she's always here.
0: Dude, but me and she's, your girlfriend she's are going really, to our own podcast.
1: She's really good at sleeping, so.
0: So she doesn't mind you, like, talking in front of her and stuff?
1: No, she's a heavy sleeper. Um, But uh, you and my girlfriend starting a podcast would be the weirdest... Like combination, <clears throat> a dude originally from Africa who moved to America, and, and a Japanese girl who learned English in like <laughs> in Europe, but sounds like a French woman. Like a, a weird. I, thought,
0: I mean, I was born in America, but then I moved to Nigeria. Then I. Ah, uh, oh,
1: I thought it was. I thought it was ABA, not America first, then Africa. Yeah, it was uh,
0: AAA. Well, I guess both of them start with A, so that's confusing. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, yeah, no. Me and, me and her since are going to do you like can, a Since you can
1: see me, I want you mm-hmm. to describe to the people what I look like. Uh, in generic a generic. Oh, wow, fuck you. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Were, I've already seen I've seen pictures
0: of you on Facebook and so I already know how you look like. But that you is, look like uh that is true. Visual, visualize the voice and then and there you go. Oh yeah. There you go. Um for the ladies and gentlemen out there, remember that the OK Beast podcast is a gaming and nerd culture centric show where a couple of friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world. We are the official podcast of OKBeast.com if you like the show, remember to subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeast now on Twitter. I just realized I say okbeast.com twice in that description. And that's kind of redundant. But it's necessary. I'm, because you should check out okbeast.com.
1: Yeah. Also, Things are Also, happening. So, since we now have webcams, or since I now have a webcam, my new game is that while Blessing is trying to do really serious shit. I'm, like, doing like stupid-ass faces in the corner, like bleh, like <laughs> Like, trying to make him mess up on purpose
0: jokes on you is that it is i'm never looking at you like when Fuck. whenever we do a podcast my uh my doc is always open and so like ah. i i should probably i should probably look at the webcam more now i mm. should probably have the doc closed more now but we'll see am i might, i might get like a dual dual screen setup or use my phone or something to have the doc on so i can actually so i can actually see you, I, you know, I always forget too that you can see me and so like,
1: yeah, I don't know but, if I ever pick my nose or like, but the thing is, I, I can see you, but your internet is so bad that you like, you're like at a seven, you're not not 720. You're like at a 320 P.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Then are you serious? Cause I, I, I see myself. Well, yeah, my webcam does suck. My webcam does suck. My internet sucks. And also, yeah, you're like at like 240 P right now.
1: What the hell? My webcam Maybe I should is connect that, my that, internet. My yeah, my webcam is a good webcam. Is it like HD? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna start connecting to the Ethernet. We, uh, can't, we I, can't. I do have that. We can't start our podcast. side
1: business of of doing the the cam shows, the sexual cam shows. Oh yeah. On o- our new show, Camboys. On, cam on OKBeast.com backslash porn.
0: Actually, I need I need a I need a consensus from the people. Me and Ian are trying to decide whether to do a show called Camboys which is exactly what it sounds like or yeah. a show where we just tell each other or w- where we spoil games for each other and we and I would and I just tell him I'll just tell him like the whole plot to Miller's Solid while he tells me or incorrectly tells me the whole plot to Kingdom Hearts and, and wow. make a show out of that called Spoiler Party or spoiler uh, or something I don't know spoiler, spoiler well time. spoiler beast is, is a thing we've kind of already done not me and you but me and another guy um, who I'm cheating on you with and so Oh, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. If you if you if you have a suggestion, tweet at me at Blessing Junior and be like, oh yeah, totally do cam boys. Cam boys would be a great show. I'm sure the the youngins would like it, even though they shouldn't even be looking at it because it's 18 and above. Um, and and the old ones will like it. the The ones that are 60 and up. Especially because the olds. The olds will especially, like it the best. The olds will like it the best. Sixty and up, especially the ninth year of sixty. If you know what I'm saying. If you See, know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's the problem. Right.
1: People people aren't making video game centric podcasts for sixty year olds. That's that's what we should be doing. That's the real. That's actually a good market. point,
0: dude. Let me tell you about let me tell you about the homie William. Okay, now I'm an admin in the kind of funny Facebook group all right, many people know this, people who are listening, some people who are listening might know this, uh, they might know me from there, and they might actually hate me from there, because quite a few people <laughs> dislike your boy, uh, from the Facebook group, and let me tell those people, let me tell you right now, y'all, I love you, I'm not, I'm not gonna insult you, I love you all, even if you hate me, uh, because you know what, you can't fight love with, no, wait, no, I'm gonna say that wrong, yeah, I got nothing, um, but no, there's this guy named William in the kind of funny Facebook group. I swear to God, this man is like 150 years old. Like every time I see his profile picture, I'm like, Jesus, you should have been you should have been like I am not gonna say dead because that sounds like a threat, but man, you should have been in a retirement <laughs> home
1: like you been forever dead. ago.
0: <laughs> like you like, man, the fact that you're still holding on to life is amazing. Because you're because he makes awesome comments and stuff. Um But he's like the old he's definitely like the oldest kind of funny fan. Like, there cannot be a uh, kind of funny fan older than that dude. Um but he's like very involved in Facebook group he's very like kind and very nice and he like he makes the he makes the sweetest comments and every time I see him I smile because his presence just impresses me. Not only because he's still alive, but because like he 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 loves video games. Um and that blows my mind. He also follows me on Twitter and so he might be listening to this podcast and if if so, I totally didn't mean to like say that you should be dead or anything. <laughs> I very Honestly, much want to be alive.
1: The fact that <sighs> I'm still caught up on the fact that you called me a generic white guy. I'm not generic. What looking. what what do you, well, how would you describe yourself? I don't know.
0: You I, you look like um you look like young Nathan Drake if he spoke weed. <laughs> where? Or like weed isn't even legal like, in this country. Where am I getting look the like, weed from? You look like Earth 2 Robin okay so now i'm just i'm totally just saying things now <laughs> i'm describing what all old will well, all white people look like to me um
1: i thought robin always looked F- distinctively I, asian he kind of yeah that's actually good well doesn't that what doesn't that make more sense in, to teen, you? in teen titans but i think
0: that's because teen titans is like anime style
1: i feel like, like in, i think like like, it would be cooler if robin was asian
0: Yeah, he would be cooler if he was
1: Asian. He he might actually be Asian, like because because then that makes that makes Teen Teen Titans like legitimately like every single person is like a different race or like point of origin. Because then Robin would be Asian, Cyborg is African American, Starfire is an alien, but she looks like her her skin tone in some shows she looks Latina, Um, Mm -hmm. and then Raven is supposed to be European, I think pretty sure she's I think, from another yeah, like dimension white, you're, you're well, yeah but i'm saying she like no i'm saying in some no actually in some um comics she's actually native american oh cool yeah that's and cool. in the most recent yeah i think one of the more recent teen titans she was native, native american and then beast boy is is south african i think or his parents moved to south africa which is where he got the disease i think that originally gave him his powers oh that
0: makes so much sense yeah, because his like, yeah, he does have like I I, I never put that together because I never knew how a South African accent sounded as a kid, and now thinking back at him, I'm like, oh yeah, he does sound totally like he's South African, and so I'm I can sure. see that.
1: I'm not again. Oh man, he's not from South Africa. Uh, I'm I love Beast Boy, but there's I know so many. Di- I know so many different versions of him. <laughs> I think maybe the original one might have been from for, or maybe he got his powers in south africa maybe that's where i'm getting it messed up because i know it has to do mm. something with africa because um, mm. i think maybe his parents were like on safari possibly but the teen titans or not teen Titans, the young justice version he i think he was infected by a virus and then he had miss martian's blood injected into him and so he's i don't know Ooh. his yeah i don't remember his main um country of origin in in uh, young justice though anyway not really interesting
0: yeah, let's move on. So, um, announcements for this week. Uh, remember to rate us on iTunes. I guess that's not really an announcement. It's more of a thing that you should do. Um, rate us on iTunes because the more the more ratings we get, the more this podcast can grow, the more people can be aware that this podcast exists, and it just it helps a lot. Actually, it's good uh-huh.
1: if you give us feedback, whether it's five stars or not, because I know I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they're like, oh, give us five stars, give us five stars. No. Give us five stars mm-hmm. if you think we deserve it, and I think that honestly, if you want to give us any constructive feedback, those reviews can help us do that. Because uh, Blessing for and I that. were talking about it recently about how <clears throat> it's hard to like put on a show for people every week and not receive that constructive criticism. And it's we want to be better at this, and we want to be funnier, we want to be more entertaining, we want to be, you know, we want to bring our own thing to the show. And it, these reviews kind of allow people to give. That feedback back in a more anonymous way, because obviously if you listen to the show, you know us in some aspect, or you know us through another party. But it can be hard to be like, "Hey, listen, man, like I don't think the intro is that good," because you feel strange telling someone that. Uh, mm-hmm. So use those reviews to give us whatever like feedback you think. If you think that I'm always wrong with everything, fair enough. Write that in the review. Two stars. Ian doesn't know shit about Kingdom Hearts, or five <laughs> star, or five stars. He doesn't know shit about Kingdom Hearts, and that's amusing to me. Like I don't, it, it just helps us. It helps us grow, and we would appreciate that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I, to- I totally endorse that, too. Um, there's a new episode of OK Beast Mode up. Uh, just went up this last weekend. Check out the YouTube. Um, it's all about Nintendo Switch and basically uh, the ups and the downs of it. Um, I call I, The name of the video, um, unless anything's changed between now and the time I've uploaded it, um, is Nintendo and us, um, a complicated relationship, because they're... It, it's a whole thing you know nintendo it's a whole thing um so check that out on the youtube channel also su- subscribe We're like we're like past halfway halfway um to our goal uh so we can change our url um so we can own our uh, url um, oh a yeah it's like 100 URL, subscribers
1: so. right yeah
0: i think we're at like 50 uh, i'm not sure but i think we're around 50 nice and so for sure subscribe so we can get our url um also uh, new announcement okay play uh which is uh, OK Beast Let's Play series. I uh, The way I framed it uh, be- at the beginning is a new episode every week. And so I've gone from doing like Neo, um, Last Guardian, Let It Die. I've done like quite a few Let's Plays and I'm still going to keep doing them. But instead of every week, I'm going to do them. Um, basically, right now, it seems like every other week, basically any week that I don't do OK Beast mode, there'll be an OK Play um and okay beast mode is basically like i kind of i kind of do it on my own schedule but so far it's been every other week and so i'm gonna maybe try my best to hit that if i don't hit that it's not really it's not really the i'm not really trying to keep myself on a strict schedule so don't get too upset but also like okay play any week that okay beast mode doesn't come out okay play will be up um and so be on the lookout for either of those uh i need give me feedback on my let's plays because my let's plays suck right now i'm gonna be completely <laughs> honest with the people like my let's play my let's Plays suck so watch them uh give me some feedback uh don't hit the dislike button somebody did that and i was like oh that made me sad um actually hit the dislike button if you actually do dislike it i won't be i won't be too mad because i i honestly don't know if they're that great but i do feel like they're getting better um and i'm and i'm getting more comfortable with doing let's plays and so uh, for sure check those out uh Oh yeah, and also uh be on the lookout um in the future for a new show, a new podcast show uh from OKBs okay specifically about anime, specifically hosted by your boy Ian Preshell. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um and yeah, I mean that's about it for announcements. Uh we'll move on to what we've been up to this week and Ian, we can start
1: with you. What have you been up to this What have you been up to this week? So <clears throat> the most important thing of note, I guess, is so you know the new Power Rangers movie coming out, right? Yes, very much so. So uh, I follow Max Linus on Twitter and he is not a hero of mine but he's someone that I look up to a lot and he is a very excited person so when he he's was awesome. talking about his original yeah he's he's great if you don't know anything about him go check him out he's he's like he's imagine if you have imagine if you have uh, manic depressive disorder or if you have bipolar disorder but the person that you see, Max Landis, is only manic. He's always, like, talking really fast, and he's like, yeah, but this, what about this though, and what about that thing though? And he's, like, always really excited about the projects he's working on, and he seems like a really passionate person. So if you if you want some, a passion-filled f- person, go check him out. Um, but uh, he posted uh, like a screenshot from his original Power Rangers script, because there's this whole big news about how his original script is nothing like what the movie is now. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'll read this original script. I love Power Rangers. I grew up with it. And like now I'm in Japan and Sentai is like super huge here. So let me check it out. So uh, I get a link and I read the Power Ranger script. It's 120 pages. I read it in like an hour and a half. I like didn't, s- I couldn't stop reading it. And hmm. it was really, really good. Like surprisingly good and yeah yeah like it's hard to explain but essentially that script that i read kind of takes the corny elements of it and pushes it up a little bit but then also makes some things really realistic like for example in in the new in the new movie the zords like the the zords and the suits are super like techno alien looking
0: mhm
1: and the thing is, the Max Landis script, he makes the enemies look like that, like super modern looking. Like, for example, Rita Repulsa, the big, the big bad. He makes that mm-hmm. person, or he makes that villain not look like the movie that's coming out now, where it's like a sexy um, Elizabeth Banks. It's, it's not like that at all. It's like a giant 10 foot tall, like alien monster. Mm-hmm. And then he makes Zordon look like. Um, like a cthulhu octopus guy kind of like he makes the aliens look like aliens but the zords actually look like more kind of like the show if that makes any sense uh-huh. like they kind of look like ancient robots like not mm. not like these super sleek modernized things they they look like almost aztec in his description more blocky and they look like the animals they're supposed to represent as opposed to the the zords that look like weird like uh, Dude, the Tyrannosaurus Zord looks like a dildo. I'm sorry. It looks <laughs> like a dildo. Like, it doesn't look good at all. Um, and the characters are really cool. And there's a, a big thing about how um, the one of the main characters, uh, Zach, in the script, who is the Black Ranger from the original show, um, he actually ends up being the Pink Ranger. And then hmm. uh, the girl, I forgot her name, uh, the girl who is usually the Pink Ranger is actually the Black Ranger. Uh, because the yeah, and like the whole like reason behind that is that <clears throat> the the nanotechnology in the coins, the the coins that give you your uh, your powers in the script, uh, they read your emotion, and it's because the Power Rangers, it's it feeds off of the the holder's like mental psionic energy. So, like for mm-hmm. example, uh, the main character Jason is like a leader, and he's like headstrong. So that. That nanotechnology re- correlates that to being the color red. Interesting. So the the male character, <clears throat> the male character um, Zach, is like very sensitive. Like he is like very in tune with his emotions and like with other people's emotions, and he can tell like when things are going wrong emotionally with people. So the mm. the nanotechnology reads that as pink.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, and okay. then yeah, and huh. then and then Kim. I think your name is Kimberly. Yeah, Kim. Um, she's like this punk badass who doesn't give a fuck and like she like she punches rita repulsa in the face with with um brass knuckles and she's kind of stupid like she doesn't care at all about like her own well-being um -hmm. so that registers as black like punk rock like like hardcore yeah and like the suits also can change they're not like static like for example there's um there's a scene where uh she the black ranger kim is fighting uh rita repulsa and as she's getting angry the suit um the suit creates spikes on her body that mm-hmm. reflect kind of like a punk rock jacket like similar to the jacket that she was wearing before she put the suit on mhm yeah mm. um yeah and there's like just cool moments in it uh, it's very it's very interesting it it kind of reminds me of like a just like a like not stand by me but like a, it's the focus of the movie is like friends going through a, a rough time and essentially that's why i liked it so much uh, and yeah, it was a great script. If you're if you're curious, just look up Max Landis' Power Rangers script. I think it's a good thing if you if you want a quick read. It's not super hard to get through, and uh, it's kind of like Max is talking in your ear. If you if you know, dude, that's awesome.
0: Talk. Like Max La- Max Landis is dope because he's very good at, at taking old stories and rebooting them in a way, like in kind of in in like the cheesy cliche way that you would expect of like a gritty reboot but also like the twists he throws in there in his in his scripts and his in his pitches are actually like super super like um, intense and engaging Mm he what I have like a week straight where I just looked up uh, Max Landis videos on YouTube where he's just like pitching different Mm -hmm. movies Um, and like my favorite thing he does in his pitches is like if he's rebooting a movie um, or if he's taking like an older property and and, and, and putting it into like this pitch, um, he'll tell he'll he'll tell a story of a movie like it's like it's the fr- like kind of like it's unrelated to that property at all. Like he won't he won't give give it away. And then at the at the end of the of the pitch, he'll be like. And then he holds up a ring and that's when you realize like he's been talking about the Lord of the Rings this whole time. Like he did a really cool, he did a really (laughs) cool reboot um, or pitch of a a Lord of the Rings reboot where like he's telling the story of like just like a regular like modern action movie. Right. And and it's like a very interesting story. But then he's like, oh, yeah. And then like they get into the submarine and they go down to uh, to excavate uh, and then they see like this uh, city under the water and then, like, or no, not, no, I'm, I'm making that up, uh, no, then they get attacked by these creatures under the water, and then, like, and, and then he reaches the bottom, and then he, and then he sees this thing, and he sees, like, oh, this thing is, is shining, and then, he, then, uh, then he realizes, oh, it's, it's, it's a ring, and then, like, above water, you just see, like, terror, and then, and, and the apocalypse happening, and, and, and then, like, I don't know, he, he, the, he he pitches things in such a left field kind of way stuff that you wouldn't expect stuff that you wouldn't see coming in such a way so it's, it's, it's he's very entertaining also he's very he's very he's like sporadic and eccentric um it's, he's very entertaining to watch i think for some for a lot of people actually he's very off-putting but for somebody like me i find him super fascinating and super interesting and i really and I, and I really like him um, i feel like creating so yeah definitely to, check like, him out. connect with him
1: yeah um yeah also other things from that script that were really cool um So the Yellow Ranger, like, all the suits kind of bind to you in this nanotechnology way and kind of just make your defining characteristics more enhanced. So, for example, uh, Trini is um, a track star, so her defining trait is super speed. So she's able to run Mm -hmm. really fast. Um, The Blue Ranger Billy has, like, nanotechnology, like, weapons, so he can go invisible. He can, like shoot, like, lasers from his hands and stuff, and he has, like, these, like, like uh, bombs and stuff that he can re- make because he's, like, an uh, intelligent technological person. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach has, like, I- hyper-increased uh, reflexes because he's a football star mm-hmm. in this script. And then um, Kimberly has the spikes that can come out of her body because of, like, the hardcore punk, like, jackets that she was wearing before the, the movie started. Nice. Um, but, yeah, if you're curious, check that out. Other things that uh, I got into this week, uh, I... Bought Yakuza Zero. It's amazing. It's really hey. cool. If you're in, if you're into Japanese culture, I'd say check it out. And it it's like has some of the weirdest writing I've ever seen, but like weird in a good way. Uh, and if you're into like that sort of open, um, that sort of open, not open world esque game, but it's like a smaller, more confined open world with tons of things to do. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes came out this week. It's super fun. If you're into Fire Emblem at all, I'd say check it out. And also, I was talking to Blessing about this. Uh, blessing says that he's not a huge fire emblem fan but i think mm. that this I've is perfect well if you've never played it, i think this is perfect for you because mm. i think it's the perfect boiled down version of of fire emblem it's it's like fire emblem in its most simple point point. and i think that can help you uh get into fire emblem more and uh become more of a fan of it um interesting so it's like is it
0: a, it's a good starting point basically
1: i think so like i think so gateway yeah. drug yeah i think so oh, nice. um and also you, you play as heroes from those games. So if you see a hero, you're like, oh man, like I love this guy. Oh wait, I can play his game. I'm going to play it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on,
0: the, back up. Uh, I want to back on. up for a little bit because you on. mentioned Yakuza 0. Uh, and I okay. think, I don't know. I can't remember if we, did we talk about that last week?
1: I don't think so. Because I don't think I had actually gotten think, into it yet.
0: Yeah. I think you only played it for maybe like an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? Like, what kind of game is it? Because I, 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 I know many people have heard of Yakuza in general, but I don't, know, I don't know that many people have actually, like, played Yakuza. And I've played, like, Yakuza 4, but I've only played, like, an hour of it. And so I, I still don't really know what kind of game it is. So, um,
1: so, hmm. So I guess the best way to describe it is that it's a story about, um, or at least this game that I've played. I haven't played the other Yakuza games. So Yakuza mm-hmm. 0 is a story about two men who are in the Yakuza, or used to be in the Yakuza, and their journey um, trying to navigate the world, essentially. Um, Mm kind of similar to GTA five in a way where it's like, Oh, he used to be a criminal. Now he's not, but he's like kind of thinking about going back into it. Um, and like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like there's the whole whole plot point is about one of the characters leaving the Yakuza and like how that, that ends up. Um, Mm -hmm. so the story is like, strangely enough, like super serious. Like the main story is super serious, but then like every single side story is like really, really, really weird. And like really out there and like, doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, like mm. for example, there's a there one of my favorite sub stories so far is uh you see a kid crying. Uh and you go up to him and he's like, "Hey, like, you know, what's wrong? Like is everything okay?" And he's like, "Oh, someone stole my new game, like Quest of the Dragon 10." And then he's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, he just went running that way." And then you run after that guy. And then it turns out while you're running after that guy, another guy steals it from him, and then another guy steals it from the next guy, and another guy steals it from <laughs> the next guy. And then at the very end, you find out that the last guy you stole it or who stole it from the last guy was a Yakuza member. And it turns mm-hmm. out that that guy is the original boy's father.
0: That's amazing. And then That's he's like, hilarious. Daddy, Daddy,
1: what are you doing here? And then uh, your main character finds like that, realizes the connection, and uh, your character Kirdio goes like, oh, well, your daddy helped me catch the man who stole your game. Of course. Dude, that go, is well, did, Daddy, that's great. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, the stories huh. are very in that vein where it's like they all have a funny twist at the end. Like, and they put the main character who's supposed to be this, like, really serious Yakuza guy, like, don't mess with me. But, like, they put him in, like, the most strange situations. Like, I had to pretend to be someone's boyfriend in one side quest to, to like... Mm to, like, fake it for her father, to make sure that her father got off her back. And, like, that's at, pretty mm. much what this game is. Like, I, The one of the problems that I have with open-world games is that, you know, simulation doesn't necessarily mean entertainment for me. Um, and I live in Japan, and, like, this game not only simulates stuff well, like, it simulates that Japanese feel well. Also, it's in the 1980s, so it's, like, old-school Japan, like, older, older mm-hmm. stuff. Um, uh, so not only does it simulate Japan well, it also, uh, like doesn't take itself too seriously. So if you were kind of always bothered by GTA being like, oh, yeah. Like, there are some funny parts of GTA, but there, I, there are definitely some parts where it takes itself a little bit too seriously, I think. At least for me, for my mm. taste. Um, so if you're into open world games, but you want to have, like, more fun with it, I guess, I think you should try that out. Um, nice. Yeah, and, like, dude, there was a, there's, like, an, a softcore porn store you can go to. <laughs>
0: I love I love I love seeing clips of Yakuza because I remember years and years ago, like either when I was in high school or early college, like seeing reviews or like maybe watching reviews or like just seeing clips of it. Being like, what the heck is going on? Like there was one clip I saw or I remember seeing, and I swear to God, this is a real real thing. And I'm not making this up. Like I could have sworn like in Yakuza Four, there was a mini game where like you play ping pong, but like you're bouncing it off of like a girls like breast. Like, I, I could have... I, I swear that's a real thing that happened in that game. I'm not... I,
1: I don't you know if that was that. a dream. I think you've you dreamt that.
0: Maybe, that. maybe that was a dream. Maybe that was a different thing. But I um, could have sworn it was Yakuza. Yeah. Maybe it was on G4 I saw that. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. remember, I, I, know, like, I know for sure that game has some weird stuff in it. Yeah, it does. And I and love, it, and I love which, it for that.
1: Speaking of which, uh, those minigames, like, almost all the minigames have, like, a weird twist. Like, batting cages, it's not just the batting cages. You have, like, this giant target, and you have to aim where you hit the ball onto the target to get points and stuff, and it's... Again... All the minigames are super cool, mm-hmm. and if you're into mini games and you're into open world games and Japan, check it out. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you're into that sort of stuff, go check it out. Nice. Um, and then the same, st- yeah. then the same stuff as last week. Uh, Yu Gi Oh Duel Links still been plugging away at that, and then, um, and then Bravely Second, and that's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah. That's oh no awesome. no no no. Sorry. Last thing. I'm gonna try and make it qu- mm-hmm. as quick as possible. So if if you know me, then you know I love anime. And my most recent anime I've been watching or trying to catch up on is an uh, uh, anime called Kuroko no Basuke, which translates to uh, Kuroko's Basketball or the way that Kuroko plays basketball. And so the first season was like, oh, yeah, like, like a typical anime fair, like, you know, like, oh, I have to play for my friends. I have to play for the team and stuff like that. And like, you know, very normal stuff, but nothing too crazy. Like one character is really, really good. And another character is really, really mm-hmm. good at passing, but nothing, nothing crazy. I'm in season two right now, and bless people are teleporting. People, <laughs> people are jumping, jumping like over the net. Like I love anime so much. People are disappearing, disappearing. Like there's a scene where a character is like bouncing, is like trying to defend another character, and then he it, it goes to the mind of the opponent, and he goes like, "All right, I have to defend him." And then all you hear is the DBZ like, "Poing!" Like that, like the sound that happens when people teleport. In mm. Dragon Ball Z, and then the character who was making the shot te- disappears.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing! And like, that's, that's, now, ugh, like, like, is he now is he te- is he
1: teleporting or is he moving so fast that it looks like he's no? Teleporting? Okay, so I, I don't want to spoil too much, but essentially, what happens is okay. there's one character on the court that has so much presence that it causes the opponents to like to dart their eyes towards that player when he's running around the court. So then, to the opponent, mm. it looks as if that the player has teleported because while that person is looking oh at god. the other character. Yeah. Um and then there's like things <laughs> like where a, a character throws a ball up in the air and then like essentially palm strikes it like karate and he hits it so hard that he calls it the ignite pass. Oh my and god. And no one on the team except for one person can catch it.
0: Oh my god. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I love oh, yeah. I love anime so much.
1: Yeah, like if you if you're into sports uh, at all, I would check it out because like Again, you, you learn, I like know a little bit about basketball now, but you also get ridiculous shit like that. Like it's, it's insane. Season two is like nuts. Like, ugh. so the most crazy thing that happened was in season two, the most recent episode I watched, they have something called the zone. And like, you know, when in, in sports, you're like, man, he's in the zone. He's doing great. Like he's, he's killing it. Uh, In this show, the zone is a state of being. It is a super saiyan. They, they just, they just called super saiyan something else where like mm-hmm. the character's eyes, like every main character has a color that's associated with them. So that character has like lightning coming out of their eyes and they're moving so fast that the other people on the court, like the other players on both teams are not moving because they're so scared hmm. to get in their way. And like, Amazing. and like characters who are watching from the sidelines are like, why is no one moving? And they're like, if they move, they're afraid they would get in the way and get hurt because that they don't like they, they're disregarding everyone else on the, on the court. And like the way they animate it is beautiful. Like,
0: hmm.
1: dude, if you like basketball, even like a little bit, even like, like 10% watch this shit because it is amazing. It's um, like, it's hilarious. Like season one was a good story about like basketball and like being a good teammate. And season two <laughs> is like, fuck that fuck basketball. We're playing Dragon Ball Z rules now. Like, <laughs> that's amazing like it's and these kids are supposed to be in high school and like they all look, they're drawn and animated like grown men and like oh my god it's just hilarious just watch it just just watch i send you one episode and i tell and that's the episode that has the zone the ignite pass mm-hmm. and and tons of other shit you just watch that one episode with no context and you're like all right i need to watch this
0: all right i'm adding it to my queue i'll check it out I'll okay. check out that episode because that's not, that's actually sound that's now I have to watch it. Not because like, not because I think I'm going to stick with it, but because that sounds too interesting for me to, to just like be like, nah,
1: I can't, I can't say no to that. Oh. And then on top uh, of that, so, yeah, the show is so good that for, um, there's like a big movie coming out in like the next month, I think, uh, next month in Japan. And it's called, uh, Kuroko no Basuke last game. And it's, it's so popular here that the NBA is co-sponsoring the movie jesus <laughs> nice well, i send you i send you a photo in the in our like little group chat and it's literally the chicago bulls and one of oh, the yeah, main characters it right now. it's it's a Dude, true that's... collaboration
0: they shouldn't they, they just need to make that the next space jam like instead of looney tunes just have it be like anime boys
1: no no with bless they already they already <laughs> made the looney tunes like they made space oh, jam they? it's kuroko no Basque. that's how uh, nuts this is uh, like that's how nuts uh, the show is um, like there's like there's a character that can literally make any shot, and the like l- like he he literally makes consistent half court shots.
0: Nice, like that's like
1: his ability. And his ability, yeah, his ability is he his like his <laughs> his special ability is that he can make any shot. It's just how much time he needs to prepare. So like when they first play against him, he's at the half court line. And everyone's like, haha, what are you doing? You're not gonna make that shot. And he just goes and then just it just goes swoosh and doesn't touch anything straight through and everyone's like what the hell oh my god like it's nuts it's hype please watch it
0: nice nice it's like naruto, I mean, a it's a fucking street... naruto
1: with basketball
0: i'm an nba street volume two person like well th- that kind of stuff it actually does get me like you know it, and especially because I, g- I grew up black as many people may know and so like whoa wait you're like, black like, no
1: way like,
0: yeah a lot of people a lot of people don't like to believe it but I looked at the mirror this morning and i was still black and so yeah. I might, I might I might check it out. I might have to check it out just on just on um priorities and so Nice. Is is, is that is that basically it for uh everything you've been up to? Yes. That's everything. Nice. All right. I'm going to keep mine quick cuz I haven't really been up to much. Um as far as what I've been up to this week, uh first thing first thing I want to give a give a shout out to Big Sean. Uh Big Sean, uh today we're well, recording we're recording this on Friday. Uh, Big Sean's album came out uh, today uh, or last night, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And I've given it a couple listens. And I want to say that there's no, there's no rapper in the rap game that is as consistent as Big Sean. Like he is the most consistent rapper. Like Big Sean has made the same album for possibly his whole career. But every time I still listen to it and I still appreciate it. Um, And if you're not familiar with Big Sean, Big Sean is basically like he he's like he's a, I, I don't know i don't know what box i can put him in because he kind of fits in multiple boxes like he's that he's that like pop like party rapper that raps about like doing drugs and getting hoes or whatever right but then also like he's somewhat inspiring like he's like a ludicrous he's like a new school ludicrous that's how i like to describe him uh he he knows how to make stuff for the homies right he knows how to make stuff for like the 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 most common de- denominator but he doesn't he doesn't allow that allow, he doesn't allow that to um make him forget to put in some intellectual nuggets in there and so like every now and then like there'll be a big sean quote that's like hey life can be hard sometimes but you just got to make it through and then he'll go back to like rapping about like i don't f with you right and like it that's the thing i appreciate about big sean is that he knows what he's doing so I want to give a shout out to Big Sean uh, because his album. I decided it's a strong like. And when I say when I say he's the most consistent, I mean he's the most consi- consistently good. Like his stuff's not great, his stuff's not his stuff, his stuff is far from bad. It's just like it's, his stuff is like a strong seven and a half out of ten. It's like listen, like you can listen to it and you can be like, I can rock with this, right? But it's not gonna like be like it's not Kendrick, it's not Jay Cole, it's not like what you might look for. But it's Big Sean, and respect to Big Sean for being big sean uh he 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 knows how to be be big sean for real so uh i've been enjoying that uh also i want to i want to say uh big sean is from detroit he had another detroit rapper on his on his album named eminem as many people may know oh really let me tell you about eminem yeah eminem's on the album oh shit somebody needs to have a talk somebody needs to sit down with eminem and be like hey dude you're done like you're we appreciate you. We respect you. You made some of the best rap albums of all time. You're one of the greatest. But the more you continue, the more you fall down, and the more like the more the more the lower he gets on that list of greatest rappers. The more he raps because he cannot rap anymore. Um, really? And like, yeah. Have you heard a Eminem song recently? Like no. within the last like five years? Uh, it's just bad. It's just like really bad. Um, and. He had this thing, right, where he made his Encore album in like 2006, maybe, uh, or maybe 2005. I want to say 2000, 2005. I think, is uh, when Encore released, and Encore was like kind of like the start of it. Um, I mean, some might, some might say Eminem Show, like Eminem Show was like the peak of his popularity, and that's like when he became like the most like I won't say, won't say the most pop because he, now he's kind of the most pop, but like Eminem Show is where like he one of the peaks of his career. Um, like, or maybe the first peak of his career but then he made Encore which is like the beginning of the decline and you can tell like listening to Encore that dude was like deep on drugs then he took a, he had a hiatus came back with a relapse which a lot of people didn't like I actually love relapse um but that's that's that's, that's like a horror core album like it's all about like murdering people and raping people and tying people up and like kidnapping them and it's, it's all about this like dark 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 stuff but I really enjoy it, uh, and I think that's because when I listened to it, maybe I was like in a dark place or something. But like, I I I actually really appreciated that album. Now his first his first few albums were way better than that, um, than Relapse. Uh, but Relapse for me personally I was like okay, yeah. And, and and um, I think it's Relapse is way better than stuff he's putting out now because like at least Relapse, he still kind of he still knew how to rap, and he still like Relapse made sense. I feel like the stuff he's doing now just doesn't make sense at all. And I'll get to it after relapse he made recovery which was like his return to form for a lot of people even though like recovery didn't see eminem rapping like he was rapping on his first couple albums like slim slim shady lp and marshall mathers lp recovery was him kind of taking on a new style of rap and being like more spitting harder than he was in relapse um i think would be the way to put it like that's the album that had the song love the way you lie uh not afraid uh, no love with Lil Wayne, which are all like great songs, but Recovery was also like it. It's, it was kind of more of a pop album, if if anything, it wasn't it? Wasn't really as rap as it needed to be and as it should have been. Um, but it was still like I think overall people appreciated it because it wasn't Relapse, where Relapse was like this thing where like it was just a weird album because he he put on like this accent throughout the whole, the whole album and it was just like so like dark and it wasn't what people wanted from him recovery was more of like um more of a pop album and it was made more for like uh uh, the mass group of people to be like okay yeah i can listen to this i can rock this like i can listen to love the way you lie and even though it's not like even though it's not the old eminem it's still like it's still good eminem uh and so people like that then he came out with um bad meets evil with royce the five nine which is wildly underrated that album is amazing and that's because that was just them, like, spitting. Like, they were just, like, rapping. That was, like, less positive, Except for that song. There's a song on that album called Lighters, which is, like, a pop song, which I hate. But, like, the rest of the songs on the album were pretty legit. And then he came out with Marshall Mathers LP 2, which had songs like Monster featuring Rihanna.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Berserk, which I liked. Um, and uh, had a lot of songs on it. And a lot of the songs were good songs, a lot of songs I was like, I can get with this, probably, like, most of the album, though, was pretty bad, and that's just because he was rapping in a way that just, his delivery was bad, like, it's like he forgot how to rap, basically, it's like he was, he was trying to deliver in a, in a, like, a very, like, precise and, like, articulate way, uh, and, and add a style to it that would have been like oh yeah this is hip-hop oh yeah I'm, sh- I'm showing you lyricism because I'm, rhy- I'm rhyming like 10 uh, syllables with like 10 syllables on each line I'm showing you that I'm, g- I'm giving this like very precise lyrical rap but when you listen to it you're like oh no this sounds really bad uh, because he's delivering it in a way that just sounds super awkward and super weird and just doesn't work and I listened to it because I'm such a big Eminem fan that I was like I can forgive this because I see where he's going with it and enough of the production is there and enough of the lyrics are there that I could be like I can feel it. and that's the same that's actually the same uh, album that Rap God was on which a, lo- a lot of people love the song Rap God and I love the song Rap God um, and that's probably the best song on that album but also like that's all, that was also like a more poppy song from the beat at least the beat was actually more pop was more poppy the lyrics were more like like lyrical and precise and stuff but also not in a in two of an annoying way it was in a way that you could appreciate especially like when he's rapping fast on that one um nowadays he just keeps doing it and everything he puts out nowadays is just bad and it gets worse and worse and he put out a verse on this big sean song let me let me i'm gonna look up the lyrics to the song all right uh big sean Eminem. m typing this in google no favors is the name of the song uh with Eminem. okay uh let me see if i can find the lyrics um, uh, because this verse was just so whack, and I can't believe, I can't believe Big Sean was like, the thing that angered me was that last night Big Sean tweeted Eminem was like, Eminem, thanks, man, you bodied this beat, man, I'm, I'm thanks, man, for coming on my, on my album, I was like, oh, dude, Eminem's about to, like, rap on this Big Sean album that I listened to, and I was like, Big Sean, if you don't get your, if you don't get, if you don't get out of here with that, like, you, y'all have to know this verse is bad, right? It can't only be me, maybe, maybe it is only me, maybe I'm the only one, maybe my ears are like, Eminem, no, but... Okay, this is what this is what is um his verses, and I'm gonna I'm gonna censor it uh just just for I'm I might I might not censor some parts. If she was a flavor, I won't save her. No t- no taste buds. Ho later. If you looking at hater, I saw them I eye- I saw them eyes like an ass raper. Now let me say that again. What I saw them eyes like an ass raper. Like saw them eyes saw them eyes Like I saw. Now, first of all, respect to Eminem for like, for, for using a, <laughs> u- using a rape in a punchline in 2017. I have mad respect for that because I didn't think, I I didn't know, if, I mean, I always wondered if Eminem could still get away with being Eminem in 2017 and with a, an, with a line like that, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, he can. But also that was a, that line wasn't, that line was trying to be clever and it was somewhat clever, but also it was, it somewhat fell flat for me. Uh, try to copy my swag like a cheating classmate. <laughs> I'll be the. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that line when I originally heard it. I'm, I'm about to laugh out loud at that. um I'll be the last face you see before you pass. When you get your effing ass graded like a math paper, so ahead of my time, late means I'm early. My age is reversing. I'm basically 30 amazingly sturdy zany and wordy brainy and nerdy blatantly dirty actually that was actually a really good line insanely perverted (laughs) rapey and scurvy they blame me for murdering jamie lee curtis i'm gonna stop there um actually no i want to read this next line because this next line looks interesting said i put her face in the furnace beat her with a space heater a piece of furniture egg beater thermos Plus, what's going on? That's Eminem in 2017. Are we still talking about Eminem? We're still talking about Eminem because I just went on a rant (laughs) that I didn't want to go on, but I totally just went on. Um, And that was way longer than I wanted to spend on Eminem. But Eminem, just stop rapping, please. Please, you're one of the greatest, and I want you to stay one of the greatest. But you won't be if you keep keep rapping. You got to stop. You have enough albums out. I know you're making a lot of money. I know you keep becoming more and more popular somehow. But stop, please. I, yeah. beg of you. I
1: don't really like M&M's either. I think, uh, I think other chocolate candies is way better.
0: <sighs> I played Bioshock, Ian. Um, that's Go another on. thing I did this week. I played Bioshock. And uh, Bioshock, well, oh, I, I want to preface this by saying, like, I played Bioshock in the past, but not for long. I played, like, I, I, I played Bioshock very briefly in high school, like very briefly. And so I'm already kind of familiar with how the game begins. But I saw it um, at a store for five bucks, and I was like, oh, yeah, backwards compatible Xbox. I can play this. I don't think I can play it. I don't think I can play Bioshock, Ian. Why? What's up? And I never said this about any game before. This game is just too scary for me. <laughs> it's, the atm- it's the atmosphere, the design of the game, everything around how this game was put together and designed makes this game, like, too scary for me to play. And I never said this before about any game, any movie, anything, ever. Because I don't get scared by, like, things on the TV. Like, I can... like. I, I watched The Conjuring without, like, any kind of, like, tension in my soul. I, I played P.T. I chilled through soul. P.T. P.T. was, like, the most, like, non-scary game for me. I played Resident Evil, Beginning Hour. Like, I played, like, jump scares have gotten me every, every once in a while. Like, the jump scares in, uh, not in P.T., but uh, a couple jump scares in Resident Evil, Beginning Hour got me. Uh, jump scares in um, a few games have gotten me. Bioshock? I don't know if I can do and weirdly enough I've I've, I've been having like the same reaction to Bioshock that I, I that, that I've had to Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 in the past where I play Fallout 3 or I when I first played Fallout 3 I stopped playing for a long while because I couldn't deal with some of the enemies in the game there was like an enemy called the centaur which is like human, human like, horse it, it was person. like um well, that's in real life in Fallout three yeah in real life in
1: real life the where centaurs <laughs> exist yeah all right yeah in real life, in real
0: life in centaurs no in like in whatever in whatever fiction when centaurs exist right is half horse half human in fallout three, centaurs is like half human half i don't know, i can't it's half insect um but they're like human size and so that's they're gross. like the bo- they're, what yeah, they're terrifying looking, and there's stuff like that uh stuff like the um rad roaches and stuff um which aren't scary well you get used to them that's the thing about fallout 3 and fallout four for me is I got used to it I got used to it and like those games start off scary I think because of the atmosphere like everything is like so weird looking and so like kind of messed up but also like everything is super empty but you know for a fact that you're not alone that kind of gets me in those games also the fact that it's so open and and so, like it's immersive in a sense. It's first person. Um, you're also fairly like weak, at least in the beginning of Fallout and Fallout Fallout Three and Fallout Four. Like you're you're weak. You don't have like much ammo, and, it, and I think these are all similar things to Bioshock. And I think that's the reason why I'm having like similar responses to all these games because they ha- they all have these similar qualities that make those games very tense for me and very very and kind of, kind of scary. But with Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, I could push, I've push. i pushed through it, and after, like, the first couple hours, I was cruising through it. It didn't become a thing for me anymore. Bioshock, I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to push through it, but the more I play, the more I'm like, dude, I don't know if I could do this. Hmm. Like, it's just expertly designed, and that's not even a knock. That's like a that's like a compliment to the game, because it's, a, it's supposed to be a scary game, and Bioshock is doing it. Like, the way they put, to the, put this game together, and I know Bioshock's an old game, so the if i'm talking about it like it's new it's just because i'm new i'm new to it um and so like enjoy i guess i don't know if you don't want to hear about Bosch talk then i don't know uh but bosh but yeah it's 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 just it's it's just put together so well um and i've enjoyed it and yes i'm gonna leave it there because i want to play more um and i think i'm just gonna force myself to play it until it's not scary anymore but (laughs) if it doesn't stop being scary then I'm then I totally respect this game because it's the first game that's ever done this to me and so that's the thing I did this week is play battle shock um also I wrote here on the doc f duel links referring to yugioh duel links the popular uh phone game the popular mobile game I think I'm well I'm gonna say I think I'm done with that game I'm probably not done with that game I'm probably gonna keep playing it because I'm a fool and I have I have an addiction and I have problems, but. I can't I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I if I truly like the game. Like I like the game, but I just can't like get past the like the grind in some parts. Because I'm supposed to like beat my or whatever to get to the next stage. And I can't beat my because all our monsters are just so stronger than mine. And I can't I I, I I face the other duelists to get better monsters and stuff. But they they I I I, I I'm not getting the monsters that I need to beat mine. It's drive me insane I've been on my for like a week. And it's making me want to quit Duel Links, and so that's why I have F Duel Links on there. I also have written on the doc, why is Overwatch so good, though? And that's just because <laughs> I've been playing Overwatch this week, and why is Overwatch so good, though? Why is, every time I play Overwatch, I'm like, man, this game is really good. I have that reaction, like, every time I get I get back into it deep. Like, I, I had a Reaper run the other day, and I was like, man, like... Overwatch is so good, though. Why is Overwatch so good, though? It's just so good. Uh, and so that's what I've been up to this weekend. And, um, yeah, thank you for letting me talk for, like, 20 minutes about Eminem and <laughs> how scared I am about shock. I feel like that was a good one.
1: Dude, it's cool. Dude, I just blacked Our topic-
0: out what happened. Oh, uh, I'll start from the beginning. So there's this guy named Eminem. Where am I? No. Um, we're on the podcast, Ian. Oh, okay. Who are you? Awesome. Um, I, I'm your conscience. Oh, God my conscious you're con- you're conscious i need you i'm sorry about that one time to i, I need you to send me a copy of persona five okay in japanese okay and then translate the whole thing all right and let's go this us get into topics that, that joke's not going anywhere good uh <laughs> <laughs> uh our topic of the show this week um is very simple it's a topic that i wanted to talk about um uh because of the recent trends in the games industry Japanese games versus Western games and I don't it doesn't necessarily have to be a a versus things but I want to talk about the two uh uh groups of games so with a jammed I wrote wrote this on the doc and I want to I know I'm referencing the doc a lot and people listening can't see the doc I just find it I I I I, I want I want the doc to be an existing thing in in, in the show. If I say the doc, just know that we me and me and Ian have a shared Google doc that we use, and the doc is its own character. No, it, turn, it turns out um, he's actually
1: saying the dog because blessing and the I dog. have a dog together.
0: <laughs> we have a we have a dog that
1: we share. It's a virtual and, his name, pet. and his name is it's his name is Neopet. Alex Van Aken.
0: Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Do you remember Neopets?
1: No, I know they are, but I
0: never got them. I oh, mean, I had Neopets. My Neopets are starving right now. I used to just starve them because I was, I was a ruthless owner. You're an um, asshole. Yeah, I am. So in the doc, it says, um, or I wrote here, with a jammed, jolly Japanese January, which is alliteration, which I'm proud of, in the Switch on the horizon, are Japanese games back? What are some of the pros and cons of Japanese and Western games? So the reason why I asked, are Japanese games back? Even though I don't know, I, I, maybe some can argue they went somewhere. I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe some can argue that they haven't gone anywhere. But we've seen a January with Gravity Rush Two, Resident Evil, um, Seven. Uh, what was the other game? Ian? there was another game that was big. Oh, Yakuza Tales Zero. Of, um, like Tales of and also of Neo. Berseria? Tales of Berseria, yeah. Neo, which is getting great reviews, which comes out actually um this week as of the posting of this podcast. Yeah uh yeah. it's getting like great review i think it got a 10 from someone I, I i can't remember which which site but like it nine on on ign getting a lot of nines that's um. crazy wow i'm excited for that game yeah. i really am yeah it's i i wish i was that i wish i was into that kind of game
1: um but i'm not but i know you are right i mean i played i played a lot of uh dark souls 3 I, I finished that game uh, yeah, and, I, and, and it's I like it. that, but it's faster. Yeah, and that's the problem, I think, that with, with Dark Souls, at least for me, is that it's very slow and very plotting, and that's not really my kind of game. It was a very interesting, like, diversion from my normal gaming stuff, uh, from my normal gaming mm-hmm. strategies, I guess. Um, and then mm-hmm. Bloodborne was a little bit faster, which was cool, and I liked the setting, but I, I wasn't as hooked because I had actually seen a full Let's Play of it. So I wasn't as hooked mm-hmm. as I would have liked, but it, it's an amazing game, and, and I think that anyone should go out and try it if they're into that sort of stuff. But I think Neo is the perfect. It, it plays all my like proclivities. Like it has like the weeby back setting where it's literally a white dude in Japan, uh, mm-hmm. and it has the bloodborne harshness, but it has uh, like more. It, it has things that are a little bit different. I think. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. So like Japanese games are doing it big to begin begin the year. So. Uh, I wanted to talk about like what are your thoughts, Ian, as far as like what are the, some of the pros and cons of Japanese, or what are your, what's your take on Japanese games and or Western games?
1: Um, hmm. Well, I mentioned it a little bit with Neo, and I think one of my favorite things about Japanese games is that they tend to take themselves less seriously than Western games, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a trait that that I think is more Japanese than anything else because. So with Japanese culture and with Japanese shows and movies and whatever, like, and even cult, like, mainly just in the Japanese culture in general, is that there's, like, this kind of, like, interesting dichotomy in Japan where there's, like, there's the old uh, in conjunction with the new. There's the serious in conjunction with the really funny. There's, like, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's, like, again, like, you're talking about a country that, like, that is a pioneer in, like, technology, but is also has some of the oldest temples and oldest religions in the entire world, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of like what the, it kind of reflects also in the, the media they produce. Um, so like with the games that Yakuza, for example, uh, has a very serious main story, but has all these side stories that are very goofy. And in an American game that would seem kind of split and kind of like, I don't know, like kind of arguing with itself in terms of what it wants to be. But I think with this game in Japanese games, that dichotomy is kind of embraced and that's like kind of a part of their gaming acumen. Uh, Mm -hmm. So things that I like about Japanese games, uh, I love RPGs and I love like the meticulousness of it. And I like upgrading your armor and like customizing your journey and stuff. So I think that Japanese games tend to have a lot of minute depth. Like there's a lot of minutia and a lot of depth in Japanese games for the most part. Like I'm playing bravely second now and I'm like, I think I've been playing this game for like 20 hours and I know I'm not like anywhere near the end and like dragon quest. You can play the game for hundreds of hours. Like, you know, and I think that's, mm. that's kind of one thing that you find in a lot of Japanese games that there's lots of depth to it. Like dark souls. There's like, there's like animation canceling and there's like weight limits and there's like, this very intense story, but it's like, it's buried under minutia, uh, which I think is kind of mm. like what Japanese games are all about. Um, so I think, things I like there's a lot of depth there's a lot of thought and care in most games and uh they don't take themselves too seriously those are the three most important things I think for Japanese games
0: I feel you um and also like what a, a part of what gave me this idea for a topic was actually talking to Alex Van Aken who like I remember a while ago he was like oh yeah dude I'm not really into like Japanese games and stuff and I was like I was like how's that possible like I was like, aren't most games Japanese? And I think back in the day that that would be true. Today, I guess that, that that's not as that's not as true anymore. Um, but I I I had to like sit down and think about that because I was like, what does what does that mean? Um, and I had to separate the two in my head between like Western and Japanese games. And when I thought of Japanese games, right, I, 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 what first comes to mind is JRPGs, which is I think the easiest the easiest um, go to uh, because I mean they have JRPG like Japanese role playing games has Japanese right in the title and i think those those are like the meatiest of japanese games if you if you think of them all um, right maybe even like a re- I, I don't know if you call it dark souls or like bloodborne a RPG, those are more action games with rpg elements but like though I, I think as far as like meatiness goes like those games are all, on the rise right now um, but also like nintendo games are japanese games and so like you get splatoon mario and there's tons and there's tons of
1: depth in those games as well
0: yeah and the, yeah exactly there is um you get those you get like uh then you I mean you get weird stuff and I and I think part of me was thinking like this might be more of what Alex was talking about of, like the like the graphic novels with like the anime girls with like the the insensualized body features and, and so like that like you get like your criminal girls or whatever, whatever whatever um but those aren't like those are far from from mainstream like when you think of mainstream Japanese games you d- you do think of like your devil me cries um uh meor sol is a Japanese series uh uh near near tomato which is coming out soon uh platinum games platinum games is a Japanese studio i believe i i made this mistake on the on the let's play but i i i, th- I think they're a Japanese studio i'm almost positive uh and yeah like you have like a wide, you have a diverse amount of Japanese games in my opinion my uh probably even more diverse actually I think way more diverse than than western games I could be wrong though somebody could correct me on that uh because when I think of western games like I immediately think either western RPG which I guess is also a go-to just like JRPG is a go-to which are like the mass effects or the witchers or the fallouts like these big sprawling RPGs that like as opposed to Japanese RPGs aren't based on, um, either hack and slash mechanics or turn-based combat, um, but are more so, um, like, in Mass Effect's case, like, Mass Effect is a shooter that's, like, still an RPG at its core, but it has shooting mechanics, or, like, Witcher, um, is about, like, the sword play when it comes to combat. Fallout is also a shooter, but all those are, like, rpgs but they're like big sprawling open world like they're about being massive they're about side quests they're about like um leveling up your character meanwhile final fantasy or persona or like jrpgs are they i mean they're also about leveling up your character but they have a different focus in other areas and so like also when i think of uh western games i do think of like i think of your ubisoft right i think of like the I, i think of open world games in general like when i think of western i think of open worlds i also think of uh they're, uh, cover-based shooters, like I don't know many. Yeah. Japanese cover-based shooters, like Metal Gear Solid, I think no, is a RPG, but that's is. not really a shooter. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, it's not really. It's not a. It's not a cover. Like that's not the main thing in that in that game. Uh, mm. Versus like Gears of War or Uncharted or something like that. Um, I think there's. A, I think there is an aggressiveness in Western games. Uh, there there is to me there's kind of a sameness and i think like me and me and alex and i can have like very different tastes and so like <clears throat> i I think it does make <coughs> sense that he's like i don't know if i'm too into japanese games and to me myself i'm like well i'm kind of tired of of western games when it, when it comes down to it like when i think of my favorite game from last year i think of um the last guard or yeah the last guardian well my favorite game that came out last year was probably the last guardian but I also think of persona 4 which i played for the first time last year which came out forever ago and Persona Four hit it for me because there's such a strong um, narrative, and there of course Western games with strong narratives, right? Like Last of Us has a strong narrative, but I don't know there there, there are different there are different kinds of games, and so like I, I think if I'm gonna compare this, you have to compare it in genre by genre, um, and I think that's a whole different con- uh, different conversation. When I think of pros for Japanese games i think the biggest pro is kind of like what you said there's not there's less of a seriousness to them like they they like mario zelda whatever you want what, to whatever you want to cite persona pretty much any game like <laughs> you're hilarious so for the listeners ian basically just like looked at his girlfriend and blew, blew him a kiss or blew her a kiss not him uh oh secrets mouth, secrets revealed and it was Ian hilarious. was gay the whole time it
1: was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen well no okay she popped um, up in bed and that was like horrible huh. and she like looked over and I was like I was like oh I was like hi I'm like everything's okay that was adorable You're, stop putting don't uh, stop putting me on blast on stream I love, that I, can, I love that I can see dick. you
0: now this is amazing uh, I'm turning
1: the webcam off
0: that's amazing crap what was I saying um pros and cons pros and cons oh no yeah like so like yeah there's less of a seriousness to jrpgs and uh i i think the marios the zeldas the personas the like whatever uh japanese games i think of whatever japanese game i think of like they're i i can't really think of many that are like hey we're a cheesy well no they are cheesy i was guess i was thinking of cheesy in like the uncharted sense of like we're about to like Go on a on an adventure and like it's gonna be all about like it's gonna be like a cinematic experience stuff. I don't really think of that. I think of more, um, I don't know, playful experiences. What you ex- what you expect from Japan? Uh, but gameplay wise, I do think of more. Mechanically, I I, I I see more of a focus on fewer mechanics in in Japanese games. I think, uh, whereas in Western games, I I think I see a larger breadth of mechanics um but less of like a focus on them and so like i think that when i think of gameplay i i love the gameplay of japanese games or i crave the gameplay of japanese games because they're focused i feel i feel like they're more they're more focused um last guardian is a game that's just about climbing and hanging out with with your giant burn dog uh uh near automata is just an action game right and i think when i think of like western games like an ubisoft game or whatever like there's a bunch of different things to do but not necessarily like one of those things is like the thing that you keep coming back for it's just like the fact that you're doing a bunch of different things um i hope all that just made sense i kind of just i just kind of just like mouth <laughs> threw up a bunch of stuff but mouth vomited or whatever no, is that regular if i is mouth vomiting the same thing as regular vomiting because like you vomit out your mouth yeah
1: right? i'm pretty sure you just we call it word vomit in english word words. vomit that's what it is i was like no, what I happens to you man like right?
0: halfway through a point
1: you'll be like i forget how to speak i do that's i mean that's me in real life and so let's start a patreon yeah. to have you go to speech therapy i've been doing
0: speech therapy since probably the day i was born like i was born just like mom i forgot did you, actually? I to did you actually you actually go born. to speech therapy or no 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 no
1: no, no i did, i'm actually, saying i need spirit speech therapy did you i should yeah, probably I go because i
0: want to talk better
1: and I actually well, no i know that's show, not what's that's not what speech therapy is blessing you're completely no, missing what, the point <laughs> no i had an intense therapy? uh speech impediment when i was growing up
0: oh I, yeah I, like it was yeah i don't know was if i can say i talk. feel
1: like
0: I, I swear to god i have a speech impediment but it's never been proven or like diagnosed no you don't you don't i feel like i do maybe i'm just super self-conscious i think that's it that I, it's is not exactly impediment. what it is it's a it's a mental impediment Oh my god! I just call myself like I just call myself special.
1: <laughs> Ian, do you have any more thoughts? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, after living here for a while, like I kind of, I kind of feel like I have a better understanding of Japanese media in general, and I feel like, it, again, it's just back to my original point: is that Japanese media for the most part doesn't take itself too seriously. You're talking about the people that make Power Rangers and the people that make Common Rider and the people that make anime, like this crazy ass stuff, and I think that that's one of the biggest assets of Japanese game development: is that like. Again, in a game like Yakuza, I'm, I literally am like going around beating the shit out of people on the street, and then I go and play in a Sega arcade. Like you know, like that, mm. and that beautiful dichotomy is like kind of what Japanese games are all about. When American games, I think, are more preoccupied with like consistency and like feature creep and like these other things, because both the markets mm. are extremely different. I think, um, so I think that like shooting and action games and like violent games are like more. Um, like America and like maybe like open world games are like more um of the western world and then like mm-hmm. RPGs uh, RPGs brawlers and fighting games are more of the eastern world and I think yeah. that's and Wait, I think even, that like ja- I mean but Japan Japan's not on the come up because Jap- Japan's japan been like making good games for a long time like again Dark yeah. Souls is Japanese and they've been coming out with great games Bloodborne Japanese yeah. Pokemon Japanese Resident Evil Resident Evil I mean Resident Evil yeah, is so re- so but like the most recent Resident Evil has been um, it was awesome I mean, yeah most recent uh, Resident, Resident Evil so- yeah I have no complaints about it um yeah like there's tons of games that come out of Japan, even if they're not like super popular like Guilty Gear is an amazing beautiful game, and like anyone who says that that it's not is like crazy um mm. and yeah, like Japan was never on the downplay they were always on the come up they've always been doing great stuff,
0: yeah, I mean they're like the i mean that's basically that's a core uh uh I don't know the where, where, where Oh, I just did it. Uh, Nintendo's from Japan, right? N- Nintendo's like the biggest, most important company in games history, video games history, and mm,
1: yeah, like in history, yeah,
0: yeah. Like there's no, there's no like important, more important company than Nintendo in video video games history, at least so far. Like Nintendo was what brought video games back from the video game crash um, that ET caused. JK, it was, it was more than ET, but um, <laughs> yeah, more shit was going yeah, on than like, ET. <laughs> nintendo sega like sega sega r.i.p but like really? yeah like that's where video video games kind of like began or maybe not began but like were restarted and had like a whole era where it was japanese dominated and that era still affects today like nintendo is still a company sega is still making games like konami is still still ex- well konami kind of still exists Yo, and they made the Yu-Gi-Oh kind of games. Don't games. talk shit. Don't talk shit. Oh man, just but they're 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 ruining Milligan Solid. They're making Milligan survive, and nobody wants Milligan survive. <sighs> so long sigh. <laughs> um, let's move into our next quick segment, uh, which I call the Switch Corner, which in the weeks leading up to the switch switch is coming out soon the switch is coming out in like a month so for the next few weeks i want to have a corner or a new a quick segment called the switch corner where we basically talk about any piece of switch news that we should get happy or or sorry get mad or get happy about and so the piece of news we have is apparently um the price for the online subscription for the switch leaked in japan and it's totaling around what was it? it was like an investor's meeting or something it was something I don't know. I wasn't paying too much attention to it, which I probably should as like a person who's actually doing doing a podcast. But like, uh, whatever. I'm pretty sure it was an uh, twenty. Meeting. I'm pretty sure twenty twenty dollars a year. Twenty dollars
1: American,
0: Yeah. Twenty twenty U.S. dollars a year. Uh, supposedly is 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 the supposed price around that area? Uh, because it's not. It, I think it like it was like around twenty two dollars, but that would round to twenty dollars. Um, which is actually like a great. That's actually like great news if we can if we can believe it which i think judging by the circumstances um the investors meeting we probably can um i was telling ian i was telling you earlier like i I was saying that uh it could be a thing of like since the online subscription doesn't actually like kick in until like later this year like like fall or or december or winter or whatever whatever it could be like a well, what it could it could be a placeholder, or also like they could like still be discussing. No, it's not a placeholder. Se- it's not a placeholder. It's too yeah. specific to be a placeholder. It is. It's. It is. It is pretty specific. It's but like also being what's, like. It's
1: like being like. Oh, what's your phone number? Two oh one uh 2299 Like that's like too mm-hmm. specific to not be at least partially your phone number. Like it's a it's a value that I feel like is too specific. At least I think. I also think though
0: that like the the uh the features in Japan might be different from the features in the U S like an online subscription in Japan might cost a different amount, but not too, not too different, but like, I don't know the fact that the fact that it's not releasing until fall gives me worry because there's, it seems like they're still building this thing they're still working this thing out. And the fact that they would have a price this early, uh, kinda, I kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I'm kind of skeptical about it, but also I'm, I'm pretty hyped on it. If this is what it is, it's a great price, especially considering that it's, not touching ps plus or xbox games of gold uh judging from what we've heard about it so far and so i think that's a great thing um uh, I'm, hype- I'm hyped for it and so uh,
1: I, mean, I don't know if i'm um, hyped for any- it yet but like the fact that the price mm-hmm. is so low kind of gives me confidence but it also kind of gives me pause because i mean ps plus to to have their infrastructure they need 60 bucks a month or they need or sorry 60 mm-hmm. bucks a year right so like what mm-hmm features and what infrastructure is going to be provided from Nintendo when they're only that's giving us point. 20 you know that's so yes, a very they, good point. so there is there is a, a point where you're like oh wow that's great like you know thank god they have such a low price and then the other part is like well why is the price so low you know yeah
0: like PS Plus just raised their price $10 yeah like um, why are so why is one that's actually a good point
1: like why is one group raising their price the other groups lowering their price like what's the difference like why like why mm-hmm.
0: yeah and you, from the de- I mean details that we already have like it seems like the solutions Nintendo's in- implementing for uh, the online infrastructure seems to be fairly different than we've seen before. Like from what we've seen, like there it's gonna be done through a phone application. Which is um, which is insane
1: to me. Which is which fucking is, nuts to me. <laughs> we
0: discussed this, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, incomprehensible that they would it's it's in, it's inflammable, which isn't in a real word, right? No, it's inflammable is a real word. It
1: talks about not being flammable, but you just don't understand how to operate oh, the English a- language.
0: I'm I'm switching the definition of inflammable to this because Nintendo is not catching fire if they cannot implement this thing correctly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let's go to viewer questions. Let's go to viewer questions. Andrew Middlemiss at two rounds left on Twitter asks (laughs) hashtag OK. I'm having trouble reading this tweet. I'm gonna be honest. hashtag OKBP, which is hashtag OKBP podcast. Uh, Oh, I see what what he did here. He didn't leave a space. Does the density of content in an open world matter to you more or less than the world size? That's a really good uh Wait, can you repeat question. the question? So we're basically talking about uh, Does the density of content in an open world matter to you more or less than the world size? So like the size of a map versus uh, how yeah, much yeah, stuff is yeah. in the map. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, of course it does. Like, I think the density of stuff to do is way more important than the, than the map size because that's what Yakuza is. Yakuza's maps aren't that big, but they have tons of stuff to do. Like, it only takes you, like, what, like, five, not even five minutes, like, less than five minutes to walk the entire course of the map in Yakuza, but there's, like, an arcade here, a place to eat here, and there's, like, all these small vignetting moments around you, like, people stop you on the street, and then you start a submission if you want, like, the depth of stuff you can do is is great, and... Then you, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think the stuff you need to do is most important because then you have things like Witcher where the world is fucking massive, and then there's also three billion things to do. So yeah. I think that I think that the the balance is rough. But I think that for me, I would prefer a more like um like a smaller world, um, but with a lot of stuff to do. That's what I would prefer.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Actually, I think the problem I have with GTA five. Is that like you have like an area of the map which is like Los Los Santos, the city, which has like which is like a smaller, uh, uh part of the map with like a billion things to do. But then like the rest of the map, uh, in GTA Five is kind of like empty. Like there are things to do outside of Los Santos, but uh, but it's pretty spread out uh, as compared to Los Santos. And so like by the way, it's Los Santos. Whatever, I'm gonna call it Los Santos. Uh, <laughs> Los Santos. I, oh, when I say Los, it sounds like I'm putting on like a an accent on that mug, Los Santos. Okay, <laughs> when I go to Los, when I when you're when you're outside of Los Santos and you're in San Andreas and you're out in the country, right? Like there's there's an interesting world there, and there's like there's fascinating there's fascinating things, uh, in terms of like storytelling moments in the world, right? That like you can go visit like certain monuments and, and certain things, and there, there's like a crazy amount of detail in the world, but there I I haven't seen a lot of stuff. And like this is somebody I played GTA 5 for more than 200 hours. I I don't I don't remember the last time um Jesus. I don't remember when my uh, I was where the last time. I played I played a lot of GTA 5. When I say that and I, t- I t- I'm I'm huge on GTA 5. I don't know if you knew this Ian. I'm like a GTA 5 fanatic or at least I was and for like and to the last year I kind of fell out with it. Um but I spent I've spent a, a couple hundred hours. In GTA Five, and I haven't like seen a lot of the country. Like, I've seen a lot. of I lot thought you are gonna country, say I haven't only... seen
1: the light of day in years. Like,
0: I haven't seen the light of day day in years. No, like I've only seen the stuff that they've led me to see, and so like, like I think smartly designed worlds is 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 key. Like, if you have if you have missions that kind of guide me uh, uh, towards seeing like the interesting things that the world has to offer then that's what I want. I want an appropriate amount. Like you can have like a million things to do, but that could be a bad thing. If like, if I'm like one, I'm a busy person. So if you have a million, I'm not really going to do a million things, but there are people out there that will. um, And so that might be great for them, but also like, if you have a million things to do in a small world, how how much does that stuff get repetitive? Like, there's only a certain amount of variations you can yeah. flip on something before yeah. it becomes repetitive. I agree. But if you have like a large, a large, large world with a few things to do, then it becomes one of those things of like, I don't want to travel for ten hours just so I can do one fetch quest. Like, it, I, I I think it has to be appropriate for the world. And I don't I don't really have a preference on how big I want a world um, because I think it's more about like building a world. Um, that if if somebody has a lot of time like if somebody has all the time in the world then they might want a huge game but if somebody doesn't um and I think that's kind of like me in this respect then like they might want a smaller world or more medium-sized world just design that world smartly and have have an appropriate amount of things which might not be a million and which might not be five right it's just just enough things that shows me what this world has to offer and like shows me certain details that you've placed in this world and gives me a reason to go search because there is things in GTA 5 that I haven't seen because they've given me no reason to and that kind of saddens me because like it's a it's one of the best design worlds I've ever seen in a game and so uh, our, our second question our second and last question actually comes from Joey Noel at Joey Noel on Twitter
1: who is kind of a community to the, manager shout out to the lady though shout out to hey her.
0: shout out to the lady she says gaming guilty pleasures Oh, Which, I like this fuck. question. Like, I like I tweeted this the other day, and I can't remember what I tweeted. Because I did a thing. I did a thing on Twitter oh, where I wow. tweeted a what bunch of gaming-related that? things. And one of them was my gaming guilty pleasure. And I, can't I feel like what mobile was.
1: games used to be my guilty – or not mobile games. I think – because some mobile games are really good, and I've been playing some really good mobile games. But what are my gaming guilty mm-hmm. pleasures? Wow. That's hard to say. Hmm. Huh good question joey oh, yeah, shout to you know. good question
0: yeah hold up keep talking i'm gonna look up my best games list i have a
1: list of my hmm. favorite games what do i talk about Microsoft Word.
0: um i don't know talk about how you're um a jewish japanese boy from jersey. i'm not
1: japanese you can see me i'm white you're japanese jewish boy from jersey that's not okay anyway um you know I i don't really have any gaming guilty pleasures anymore because cuz yeah like i don't i'm not really ashamed of any of the games that i play but i guess like like i feel like maybe like whenever i play like a call of duty or like i play like a gears of war i kind of feel like internalized guilt cuz my whole like branding mm-hmm. like of me as a human being is like japanese 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 like so when i'm playing like hyper americanized content i'm like i'm a fucking fake what am i doing i'm not really like this <laughs> i can't drink mountain dew i can't i can't punch a bald eagle this isn't me so like, I guess my only real like guilty pleasures are like Call of Duty, Gears of War, back in the day. And like Halo. Those are like my three guilty pleasures back in the day. Oh, and League of Legends. That shit's my guilty pleasure.
0: Oh, that's that's definitely a guilty pleasure. Yeah, because that's shit. You like, if you like your League time. of Legends, then you need to delete your Twitter real quick. I can't I can't do it. I have a pro I played League of Legends once and it it was too much for me. <laughs> so I'm looking I'm looking at my Twitter right now to see what I tweeted. Okay. Because I can't remember well one, I looked down I looked down my um list of favorite games, and nothing none of them are games that I'm like ashamed of playing. Like one of them was uh Don Kong 64, which is like a game that I play that like not many people love as much as me, but it's not a guilty pleasure. Like I don't feel guilty.
1: Um let me see. Say something about how handsome I am, Ian, while I look. Blessing. I was going to say you, you mm-hmm. are a Nubian prince, but then I forgot what that reference is because i think that reference is a movie pokemon puzzle league okay sorry (laughs) i found it
0: pokemon puzzle league for the n64 let me tell you about this game she was popping off this is i played that game
1: don't tell me about pokemon puzzle league i know about that shit oh
0: dude i love pokemon puzzle league so much and i think that's it like i played that game in class um in in, while i was in college on an emulator on my computer during lecture um and all i felt so ashamed about it because I, just, I I was just so hooked because that was a game I played in my childhood also, um, and playing it in class and being so hooked and people look at me like, what are you playing? I'm like nothing <laughs> because like I don't want to you don't want to tell people that you're like in the Pokemon Puzzle League like there's nothing wrong with it inherently. Like you're not you're not like,
1: you're not pulling any ladies by saying hey what's up my name's Blessing yeah. also I'm like a rank one in Pokemon Puzzle League how about that and yeah, they're like, like oh cool man they're Puzzle like League. oh man I love you now and you're like really and then they're like no
0: they're like no nah. no. Nah oh yeah that's me uh so yeah that's my gaming guilty pleasure so yeah that's that about wraps up questions right there so i think we're, we're ending the podcast at a decent time I, well actually no we just did a full show
1: um so yeah ian where can the people find you on twitter they can find me at ian Why not that's i-a-n-w-h-y-n-o-t on twitter and you can find me in real life in japan but honestly, though, I've been thinking about it more and more. And, like, anyone who listens to this show or anyone who knows someone who listens to this show, if they're coming over to Japan, just, like, shoot me shoot me a message on Twitter because I would love to, to hang out with more people and show hang people up. around Japan.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: And I echo that sentiment, too. If you're, like, chilling in Seattle,
0: hit me up and we'll hang out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at blessing junior. Of course, you can find all of OKB's content on OKBeast.com. You also find us on the OKBeast OK YouTube. Remember to subscribe so we can lock down that URL. Um, remember to rate us on iTunes because, yo, homie, we could use it, uh, uh, whether it's good or bad. Like, even if, if you want to give us a five, if you want to give us a four or a three, uh, tell us what you think. Yeah. Tell us what we can improve. And honestly, uh, if, if
1: you're not a big iTunes review person and you listen to the show, honestly, send me or Blessing a DM and just be like, listen, I really like the show, but I wish you guys could do this or I could do this, you know cause I know reviewing shit on for iTunes sure. is weird sometimes, but if you do like the show and you want to see like new segments or new stuff or more of this or less of that, just send us a DM cause, cause blessing and I are, are strange people and literally we do this for fun. Very strange. So like if, if you're into the show, we want to make it grow. And literally if there's Very like good. a 10 minute segment segment where people are like, I want, I want uh, a community poll about how wrong Ian is about kingdom hearts. Then we'll do that. That'll be a whole thing. So let's <laughs> let your boy nice. know.
0: Also remember, uh, if you want to ask questions uh, to the podcast, remember you can comment um, on the podcast posting on OKBeast.com. Or you can tweet, tweet at us on Twitter at OKBeastNow. Uh, remember that the OKBeast okay podcast is a gaming and nerd culture centric show where a couple of friends come together and talk about what's going on in our world. We're their official, we are the official podcast of OKBeast.com. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeast now on Twitter. I've been blessing. That has been Ian. Ian say deuces to the people.
1: You know, honestly, like we're fucked, right? This is the apocalypse, right? Isn't this the apocalypse? We're, oh, we're, yeah, we're in oh, the dude, darkest Donald timeline, Trump's right? All the way down. Donald I, Trump's about to come to our houses and burn them all. You're in Japan, so you're lucky. I, I was like, I was like, oh man, like I'll say bye to the people, and then I was like, wait, no, we're in the apocalypse. We're in the darkest timeline. No, you're actually saying
0: bye to the people for the last time, and so
1: hello darkness my old friend until we see each other again and that's it goodbye bye please